0: Hello there, my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 87 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but those Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on March 14th, 2021. Let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout-outs to Grunt Talks MLB, Reckless Airwaves Radio, and Ball Nine. Ball 9 brings you some of the best baseball content out there. Baseball stories old and new, articles, roundtable discussions, suggested baseball podcasts like Yapping Yankees, and much more. Visit Ball 9's website, ball9.com, and follow them on all social medias at Ball 9. And know what you don't know. Next, we have Reckless Airwaves Radio. Get your latest uncensored, unlimited dish on everything sports. Interviews, featured podcasts, including Yapping Yankees, and more. Anything goes on Reckless Airwaves Radio. Give them a follow across all social medias at Reckless Airwave and check out their website, recklessairwaves.com. And our final shout out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their baseball content and obviously where they feature Yapping Yankees. Also follow the mastermind behind that website. His name is Darren, and you can find him on Twitter at YankeeReport28, and follow them on all social medias at GruntTalksMLB. Special thanks to all of our friends at GruntTalksMLB, Reckless Airwaves, and Ball9 for always helping to spread the word about yapping Yankees. And also, don't forget, guys, that you can help spread the word about Yapping Yankees and stay updated on everything with both me and the Yankees. And you know how you could do that? Well, by following me on all social medias. Follow my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Scudero And on Instagram at MikeScuds97. And also remember to subscribe and always listen to Yapping Yankees on all four platforms it's available on. And those platforms are YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Okay, how we doing, guys? I hope you had a good week and have had a good day as well, whenever it is that you happen to be listening to this from when I released this tonight. But this past week was pretty wild. First off, the weather here in New York was mostly just drop-dead gorgeous this past week. Tuesday the 9th, I think it was, was the first day of the year that I wore short sleeves. Which is always a monumental day for me, every year. The first day that I can finally wear short sleeves again. And Friday, when it was around 70, just a couple of days ago, I wore short sleeves and shorts. And words just cannot possibly express how thrilled I am about all of that. (laughs) But now, this coming week, the weather's gonna get cold again, and then get warm again afterwards. (laughs) March is being March this year. It just really is. Today is also daylight savings, and as per usual, it never gets any less annoying. We lost an hour, as the clocks go an hour ahead now, but there are obviously good things about that too. Of course, it's a sign that spring is just around the corner, warmer weather is on the horizon, and now the sun stays out even later than it already was starting to little by little for the last month or so now. Now, it's even later with the hour jump ahead, which I love. It's always nice when the sun is out very late. But speaking of spring, which is only about a week away now on the calendar, spring training at this point is just about halfway over already. The season draws near, and god, I can't freaking wait. (laughs) In about a week or so, I think I'm going to be hitting that point where, as much as I love spring training because I just love when any baseball is being played at all, I know eventually I'm going to be hitting that point as I do every year, where I just watch the games and I'm like, all right, I think I need a game that counts now. (laughs) So the more that the season gets closer and closer, I just get so damn excited for opening day. By next week's episode, or maybe like a couple of days after that, I'm probably going to hit that point where I just say, all right, I need a game that counts now, and I'm just going to be so excited for opening day on April 1st but spring training is already about halfway over at this point, and this past week, for our boys in pinstripes, or should I say really cool spring training uniforms that could definitely make for cool alternates, (laughs) this past week definitely had its fair share of good things, like solid pitching outings, big things happening offensively, the hot battles in spring training for a couple of different things. First off, the fifth spot in the rotation between Davey Garcia and Domingo Herman and the hot battle for roster spots going on with guys like Jay Bruce and Derek Dietrich and the like. Jay Bruce, I mean, what a spring he's having still. Definitely looking like he's going to be locking up his bench spot on the roster. But also, inevitably, there is a bit of something to put a damper on things. And to nobody's surprise at all, given the track record for this the last few years, the something that I speak of is injuries. And... Despite my opinion that I'll be giving you on this throughout the show, especially in our social media segment up next, obviously, I, and all other Yankee fans, have just been through it all with injuries at this point. Which is also why the title of this episode is what it is. Because the thought in my head towards the injury bug, and everyone else's heads too, immediately is, don't even think about it. (laughs) Because we may be used to it, but by no means does that mean we want the injuries to keep happening? (laughs) But it does already seem to be happening a bit. Mostly to guys who I didn't really see having a role in the final 26-man roster for opening day anyway. Which is better than it happening to a lot of the big boys, but you still hate to see guys get hurt at all, of course. You don't want to see injuries to anybody at all. But like old times, basically both of the last couple of years I've been doing this show while baseball's going on, Yankees news today later on will consist of basically, just injury news. This past week, the big one, obviously, was Britain. That's why I said mostly not the big guys before, because there was one big guy, and Britain's that big guy. And that came at the beginning of the week, and then there was Voigt having a little knee soreness, which, quite frankly, I'm not worried about even a little bit. And yes, he's a big guy too, obviously, but I don't even really count this, because he's still playing and seems totally fine, but still worth mentioning. We'll talk about him later, You had Chirinos, and now just this morning, another name came across. We'll hit on all of these guys later on in Yankees news. And then to cap things off today, of course, we'll discuss the big takeaways from this past week's games. All the big talking points and bringing up things that are definitely worth mentioning. And also, do stick around for a couple of minutes at the very end after we discuss the takeaways from this past week's games in the recap segment, because I do have something to tell you about. Something very important. So do stick around. But for now, firstly, as always, we've got our social media segment. And this week, it's an open-ended question. What about? Well, injuries of course. (laughs) What else? (laughs) Oh god. So let's get right to it. This week's question is... Do the couple of injuries so far have you feeling any less confident in the team's ability to stay healthy this year? And then below that, of course, I said to sound off in the comments below, at least here on Twitter, for a chance at a shout-out on the show today. Now, before we get into your responses, which we will, and I'll get to as many as possible as usual, but my opinion on this is a bit complex, but I'll try to keep it somewhat short. (laughs) But... Regardless, when it comes to injuries, as I said before, the subject of injuries is no stranger to any Yankee fan whatsoever, given what's happened the last few years. It's just been sewn into the fabric of the New York Yankees at this point. Just at this point, regardless of how major or minor it is, or who experiences it, the chances are a Yankee is going to get injured. And the sooner you accept that, the easier you will sleep at night. Now, that's not to say you can't pray that the Yankees stay healthy. I mean, you guys know better than anybody how much I've been praying the entire offseason that the Yankees finally have a healthy season, or at least a mostly healthy season. I obviously don't blame anybody for wishing for that. That's a completely reasonable wish. Us Yankee fans have been through a lot with these injuries. But even I accept that, at certain points throughout the regular season, not with just the Yankees, even though the Yankees have been through a great deal with the injuries, but... In baseball, injuries are going to happen. It's a part of the game, and it's inevitable, given how long the season is, and how physically demanding it is over the course of six or seven months. It's a long season. And even the old-timers, even though they had different methods with coping with it, but even the old-timers got hurt a lot, but they just had different ways with coping with it, or they just toughed through it, either through those coping methods or otherwise. And honestly, it's just impossible to go throughout the entire course of all of it without anybody experiencing at least one injury again, no matter how major or minor. And if you listened all throughout the offseason and throughout the last few weeks as well, leading up to spring training and even into spring training now, even when the first injury of the spring was announced with Clark Schmidt, you would know, again, that I've been extremely optimistic that things could at least be better this year, not be injury-free but possibly be much better, especially with guys that tend to get hurt all the time, like Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton. Not to go after those guys. I love them both, especially Aaron Judge, but I'm just telling the truth. They've had trouble staying healthy. But regardless, heading into this season, I've had high hopes that things could possibly improve, at least, with injuries. And despite this past week with three or four injuries, or at least guys experiencing soreness, believe it or not has not been shaken. Nothing has changed, given what's happened with Clark Schmidt a few weeks ago, and everything that's happened this past week. And as I briefly mentioned in the introduction, by this past week I mean the news on Zach Britton, which of course is a big blow, nobody's arguing that. With Chirinos, with Voigt experiencing a little soreness in his knee, with the news this morning about the other name coming out, which I'll mention in Yankees News just a little bit later on, But my confidence has not been shaken that things could be better with injuries this year, and also has not been shaken when it comes to how I think the Yankees are going to do. Because even in that case, let's say injuries do have a big play in this season again. You have to remember the last few years when the Yankees have also experienced a great amount of injuries, how they've still managed to be as successful as they've been. Still going to the playoffs, and yes, not reaching the promised land of the World Series that we are all desperate for at this point, but... They have still found success in making the playoffs, still having a very successful regular season, and still finding ways to fight through the losses of injuries with depth and so on. The last few years, especially in a year like 2019, the main story was guys stepping up. And not only could you still have that this year, but if you're the Yankees, I also feel like this team has had more depth this year than they've had any of the other years they've gone through injuries. And yes, in years like 2019, they had a great many guys step up. The next man up squad, it was called in 2019. And even last year, although it got rough at times in the strange season, when there were injuries, the Yankees still found a way to sneak into the playoffs. Granted, things were different with the expanded playoffs and all that nonsense, but you get what I'm trying to say. And the very same thing could happen this year with guys stepping up if injuries do have a big play in this season as well. Not to mention, also, as an outside factor, that the American League is as weak as it's been in a long time. But they also have depth, in my opinion, like they haven't had in the prior years. This past offseason, the Yankees picked a lot of guys up on minor league deals, some of which, as I've expressed, in my opinion, could turn out to be massive steals. We've spoken about all of those as they've happened throughout the past couple of months whether it be pitching, pieces on offense, like Derek Dietrich for offense depth-wise on a minor league deal, and if needed in the bullpen later down the line, you got somebody like Adam Warren back, who already has prior experience with the Yankees in years past, and if you need him later on, he can prove to be a big depth piece as a middle reliever out in the bullpen, and that's just one example of both pitching and offense with the minor league deals for depth pieces that the Yankees got this past offseason. I'm not going to go into all of them, otherwise we'll be here until tomorrow. I've spoken about all of them at some capacity already in weeks past. But my point is, as far as the team's ability to do well this year, even if injuries do have a big play on the team, my confidence has not been affected. I do think that even if injuries play a big role, that this team will be okay. Both between my belief in guys stepping up and the depth that they have this year. As far as overall ability to stay healthy, my confidence also has not really been shaken in that. Again, I do expect injuries to happen. I just hope they happen less frequently this year, obviously. But you guys know from hearing me talk a lot throughout the offseason that I'm erring on the side of optimism this year, even though as I jokingly, somewhat jokingly, said a few weeks ago that I'm also ready to have my heart broken again, I'm also really just trying to stay positive. I'm really trying to believe in Eric Cressy and the training staff. I'm really trying hard to believe that the big boys on the team We'll find a way to stay on the field a lot more this season. I'm really hoping situations like Zach Britton's are just isolated and really unique cases. You'll understand what I mean by that later on when we talk more about Zach Britton's injury. But I'm just really hoping for brighter days as far as injuries are concerned this year. And even though a few have happened already this past week, as we're only about halfway through spring training at this point, my confidence has still not been shaken. At this point, my approach is the fact that a lot of the guys showing up this year, basically all of them, especially as opposed to what they were like last season in that beyond strange season with never-before-seen circumstances, basically everybody is showing up in some of the best shape I've seen a lot of them in their entire time with the Yankees. So that has me feeling more confident. The only major loss they've had at this point is Zach Britton, and hopefully they can still get him back by maybe at earliest Memorial Day. We'll be talking more about him later on, again, but more likely sometime in June-ish. But as long as he's around for especially the second half, which is the real push at the end, at least most of the time, depending on what's going on with the standings and just the playoff race overall at the end of the season, but also obviously for the playoffs. Better to miss the first two, two and a half months, maybe, of the season, rather than missing the back end of the season and or the playoffs, too. That's much worse. So I'm trying to look at it positively from that standpoint when it comes to someone like Britton. As far as the other injuries, of course, to guys like Chirinos, even the one whose name came across earlier this morning, obviously I hope they recover as soon as possible as well, but what kind of role were they really going to have with the big league squad to begin with? If you ask me, they were probably just going to be pieces down in the minors for depth. And I'm not downplaying their injury by telling you what their role would likely be. I'm just telling you what their role was likely going to be. And it likely was not going to be on the finalized opening day roster. So I'm looking at it from the standpoint that those other injuries, are they really going to have a major effect on the team at all in the grand scheme of things? So those are some of my thoughts behind it and my reasoning for not really having my confidence shaken all that much in this season, at least hoping to have better fortune with injuries, not so much just eliminating them altogether. Because again, with the long marathon that is the baseball season, and especially with the Yankees alone, just given their track record the last few years, injuries are going to happen. But you just hope that it's better. That the situation improves this time around, and some of the reasoning I just gave you are reasons why I'm remaining confident that it could maybe at least improve this year. So those are some of my thoughts on it, and again, as far as the injuries themselves are concerned, I'm going to be hitting on all of them even more in-depth in Yankees news after this segment's done. But as far as my optimism that I've had throughout the offseason and even into spring training that things could hopefully at least improve with injuries this season, despite the injuries that came to the surface this past week, my confidence has not really been shaken. Alright, let's get into some replies. We'll start here on Twitter as usual. First up is Rob, at Laker477, and Rob says, In all honesty, these injuries have left me numb. New season, same story. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Having said that, I remain confident that the Yankees will overcome them and they will win the pennant. I will not panic. (laughs) Yeah, listen, I completely hear you. It's a new season and injuries are still happening. And as I said, and as many others have said, and you'll hear them in the replies as we go along too, the injuries are going to happen. That's why whenever I expressed my optimism towards injuries, hopefully at least lessening this year, I said at least lessening, not totally going away, as fantastic as that would be but at least lessening, because you have to expect at least a couple of pop up throughout the whole course of the season, regardless of how major or minor it is. And even though the Yankees have had one of the worst track records with that, they've had basically as bad a fortune as you can have with injuries, that's just also a story with all teams around baseball. And whether it be something internally with their own body like Zach Britton, for example, or if it's an outside factor, like Robinson Chirinos' injury, where it came from getting hit by a pitch by someone else, injuries are gonna happen. And a lot of the time, they cannot be controlled. But you hope that when they can be controlled, and just in general, you hope that the situation can be improved as much as possible. And that's what I've been hoping for for this season. But I totally get being completely numb from injuries. God, do I feel that. (laughs) But I'm glad you're remaining confident like me and that the Yankees will overcome them. And they very well could because I expect guys, again, if need be, to step up. And again, I'm really confident in their depth this year. I really am. All right. Up next, we have Joe F. at Holcock2. And he says, not too bad yet. Losing Britton is a big blow, though. Yeah, it is a big blow. Obviously, Zach Britton is such a massive role on this team, not only as the bullpen setup man and one of the league's best relief pitchers for years now. But he's also highly respected on this team and in the organization as a player rep, and he brings a lot to the table. He's just very important to the Yankees, so of course, losing him at all, let alone for at least two and a half months or so, that's a blow. But as I said before, I am confident that pieces in the bullpen can pick up the slack for the time being, and if there is a time for Zach Britton to get hurt throughout the season, I'm glad it's now and not in the back end of the season and or into the playoffs, because that would be... Much worse. <laughs> much worse. So I hear you, but I'm trying to be optimistic about his situation. Up next is at shell895, and she says no. Chirinos being hit by a pitch can happen at any time to any hitter, unfortunately. And Britain's bone chip is anatomical. The players need to focus on staying away from the pulled muscles, which seem to hit randomly and with too much frequency. The training staff needs to help. Yeah, when it comes to pulled muscles and Situations like that, that could tend to be something that the training staff could possibly help with as far as, like, stretching out muscles more, like apparently Eric Cressy has done with Judge and Stanton this offseason, incorporating more yoga and stretching into their workout routine, as opposed to just pure strength training and heavy weight lifting. So, hopefully that stuff, which has apparently been incorporated to the guys like Judge and Stanton where appropriate, hopefully that has a positive effect on this season. And so far, Aaron Judge, although he's experienced a lot of bad luck with hard-hit balls being hit right to a fielder this spring, he and Stanton are looking like they're in some of the best shape of their lives this spring, and I like what I'm seeing out of them. So if the trainers are helping with that, and they can keep them on the field for at least most of the season, that would be a big win. You guys know I'm banking on especially Aaron Judge a lot to play at least like 140 games this year or so. That would be freaking awesome. But yeah, as I said before, there are also injuries that you just can't help, especially in Chirinos' case, as you mentioned, an outside factor being hit by a pitch. And those injuries, of course, have to be extremely frustrating because, again, an outside factor, something out of your control. And if you're Chirinos or anybody else who's experienced something like this, even Aaron Judge back in 2018 when he faced Jacob Junis, you're probably just telling yourself, "Ugh, he couldn't throw that pitch a bit more outside or away from me, or, ugh, I couldn't move out of the way just a little bit so it wouldn't hit me in that perfect spot to cause this injury. A lot of things have to be going through your mind when you experience an injury like that of Chirinos' or an injury like that of Judge's in 2018. It's got to be extremely frustrating, but yeah, injuries are going to happen, that's my point, and especially for guys like Chirinos, when an injury like that is just completely out of your control. But obviously, where they're able to help, you hope that the training staff does. And hopefully, a lot of the things they've done will have a positive effect on the guys, especially those who have struggled with injuries the last few years and have just missed significant time. Okay, up next is at Brith Oddity, and they say, I'm somewhat confident in the Yankees. Britain, hopefully, will be back soon, and the usually injury prone lineup is still playing. Yeah, hopefully, Britain will be back as soon as possible. As I said before, the earliest. That I see him coming back is maybe around, like, Memorial Day or early June. Which, again, stings. It's a blow to the bullpen and to the team overall, but it's nothing that the Yankees can't handle. And it could definitely be worse. But hopefully his recovery goes well and he ramps up well too when he starts throwing again and all of that. And yeah, good point. The lineup right now, they're all looking fantastic. They're all still playing. They look like they're in great shape, as I said before. And hopefully it stays that way. Up next is my good friend Tina at Mountain Gal 456. And Tina says, Not at all. Strong lineup, strong pitching. I'm still feeling very confident in this team. Love it, Tina. Yeah, when you look at this team overall, as the prior reply said, the lineup is still looking completely healthy right now, and they're all looking good, in great shape, and hitting the ball well. And even when you look at the guys who have risk attached to them, like in the starting rotation with Tyon and Kluber, they've both looked really solid so far. And as for now, that's all we can account for. And they've all looked really good so far and have not reported a single little problem. And everybody's looked great so far. And like every year in the past, it's going to come down to health this year. And if this team could stay at least mostly healthy, then we know how amazing this team is and the kind of damage they can do. If they're not, as I've said in the past, it could get ugly. But even then, they've got a lot of depth, guys who can step up, but it's going to come down to health like it does every year. And when this team is healthy, and don't let anybody from any other fan base tell you otherwise, they could be as much of wise asses as they want, but the truth is, when the Yankees are fully healthy, nobody in this league wants to face them. All right, let's see who we got next. We've got. At CatDad71, and they say, I have one question for anyone who was slash is confident in this team staying healthy. Why? We replaced Mr. Reliable with the guy who's pitched eight games in the last two years. So I assume you're talking about Mr. Reliable being Tanaka and the guy who's pitched eight games in the last two years being Kluber. Well, they didn't only replace him with Kluber, they replaced him with Kluber and Tyone. Someone else also with quite a bit of upside, and who they had to give away little to nobody for in a great trade, or at least a trade that I consider to be great. And yes, both guys come with risk, but the Tyone move in particularly is just one of many of the moves that Cashman made from this past offseason that fall under the category of big potential steals. But in any event, yeah, I even expressed some concerns about letting Tanaka go because of his durability and reliability. Even with having his partially torn UCL, he was always out there in times of injury and not. Just giving it his all for this team and staying healthy, being durable. But when it comes to Kluber, I think it just comes down to taking the word of and trusting a medical professional who is apparently very well respected in the medical industry and in the health and performance industry, rather, in Eric Cressy who directly worked with Corey Kluber in Kluber's rehab and really gave the Yankees, apparently, he had to have given them that for the Yankees to take a chance on Kluber, a clean bill of health, assuring them that this guy is healthy and he's ready to go. And even though we might not see 200 innings out of Kluber like we have in the past, you're going to get a mostly and very effective version of him. And the Yankees took him at his word and they're taking a chance on him. And the fact of the matter is, is that if we get even most of what Kluber used to be, not even all of it, then you've got yourself a really good pitcher. I mean, do I even need to talk about Corey Kluber and his past accomplishments and accolades? I mean, when he was first signed here, I think I went in on it enough. (laughs) I spoke all about it. I think everybody knows from a few years back how great Corey Kluber can be. In 2019, again, as a result of one of those outside factors again that are just beyond our control, he got hit with a line drive that caused his first injury, And then he had that tear last season, which Cressy and the Yankees seem to just be really confident in that that is fully healed and he's ready to go. And you could take them at their word or not take them at their word. I guess that's just a matter of personal preference. But I understand your concern, but I also happen to be somebody who is rooting very hard for Kluber this year and is really believing in him to really have himself a nice season and a great comeback. But your concern is valid, given Tanaka's prior reliability and durability, and I've spoken all about that in the past, I have. But for those of us believing in Kluber, I would just say that it's just really evaluating what he's done in the past and just how great of a pitcher he is when healthy. And just given, granted it's a very small sample size and it's just spring training, but also given what we've seen out of him in this spring training so far, he's looked really good. And if he keeps that up, then we're going to have a really, really solid arm in this rotation. I mean, you're asking this to the head of the Corey Kluber fan club here. (laughs) So, I hope I answered your question, though. I tried to, to the best of my ability. And again, I do hear your concern, my man. I do. And it's valid. But it's just a matter of believing in someone who has proven to be more than capable a lot in the past, and he's got something to prove. He's got to try to have a comeback and prove that he can be a solid arm in this rotation after his difficulties with injuries the last couple of years, and I'm confident that he's going to do that. And you also have to remember that despite it being the Yankees we're talking about here, it was also a financial issue too, because Tanaka was asking for, I believe if I remember correctly, it was anywhere from 15 to 20 million and they were able to get Kluber for 11, and they were able to make a steal of a trade for Jameson Tyon, who's still under team control. So, honestly, it was also a matter of money, too. But, me personally, more than anything, I'm riding on Eric Cressy's and the Yankees' word on this one. They better not let me down. As I've said, do not let me down, guys. (laughs) Alright, up next is at Eddie J. Soto, and Eddie says, I think that people are making this more than it is. Yes, the Yankees have had the injury bug issue for the past three years. However, every team has injuries. We have to be realistic when it comes to the health of baseball players. Right now, our five potential starting pitchers are not hurt. Our middle-of-the-order lineup is healthy, our position players on the field are healthy, and other teams are experiencing worse injuries right now. We are good. Yeah, that's a lot of what I said before. I totally agree, Eddie. You can't really expect to have none at all. You just hope that it gets better, but you don't expect to have none whatsoever. But yeah, right now the middle of the order is looking great, they're all healthy, the five potential starting pitchers are rocking and rolling. position players are all looking really good, doing totally fine, and you just gotta stay optimistic that it lasts, hopefully. And yes, also mentioning other teams too, as I said, they experience plenty of injuries too, and they are right now as well, especially in a season like this one, just coming off of a shortened pandemic season like that of last year. A lot of things, a lot of factors in baseball are different this year. The usage of certain guys, especially pitchers, after a shortened season last year. And despite changes in usage, there's still going to be plenty of injuries this year. Harsh reality, but especially in the Yankees' case, you just got to hope that it still finds a way to significantly improve this year and that it really stops here from what's happened so far. Or at least stops as much as possible, and anything down the line happens to be extremely minor or not have a major effect on the team at large going forward. All right, the clock is ticking away. My goodness, we am already almost a half hour in. All right, up next is at Eric underscore Pellis. Let's try to get a few more in here. Eric says, no, this is an injury-prone team and nothing has changed. These injuries coming up will be their undoing once again. Well, for the love of God, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> and I understand people thinking this way, given the past few years, but... My God, I hope you're wrong. All right, up next is at Beth underscore Wellington, and Beth says, no, not yet. Chirinos most likely wasn't going to make the team. Losing Britton hurts, but he will be back this season, and we have guys who can step up. Yeah, that's a lot of what I said before, especially in the Chirinos case. I didn't consider him to be one of the big guys, and I'll be talking more about him later on in Yankees news as well, but I definitely agree there. Just really frustrating in his case, having the injury that was really out of his control, an outside factor, getting hit by a pitch. But I definitely understand that, and yeah, losing Britain is a blow, no doubt. Nobody is denying that, but he will be back. Best to miss this portion of the season and not the later portion of it. And I see that you have confidence in guys stepping up as well, just like I do. And as I said earlier, given the last few years, especially in 2019, there is reason to believe that there will be at least one name that will make a big difference and step up. Up next is at baseball T and they say not sold yet. Can't be much worse than the past two years though. I mean, yeah, you have to imagine, right? And you have to hope. <laughs> oh my god. Up next is at Mike L Sports, and Mike says, never confident until they prove it. I mean, that's fair. I and mean, you're never confident until we actually see the results. I just like to speculate given on what we have right now and you know. Just maybe think of what's going to happen later on, just as a fun way of talking and creating discussion. But I know there are a lot of people out there who are very wait-and-see types, and I am too, to a certain degree. I really am. So that's totally fair (laughs) that you just want to see them prove it until you say that you're confident. At Blue Russian 5555 says, it doesn't feel nearly as bad as last year. Well, almost nothing feels as bad as last year. Last year was just a pit of despair. (laughs) I think that's just the best way to put it, but yeah, I definitely feel you there. If anything is as bad as last year, then, well, we're in bad shape. (laughs) Up next is at Laura underscore Icemont, and Laura says, Nope, I'm still confident with this team. All right, so I'm seeing a lot of optimism here. There are a lot of people just saying, yeah, I gotta see it first before I come to an opinion, and that's totally reasonable, but there seems to be a lot of optimism here too, and I am here for that. Even though I'm prepared to have my heart broken again, I just... I gotta think optimistically. I just have to. (laughs) Gotta keep hope alive. Alright, let's do a couple more. Up next is at Yankees underscore blue, and they say, Increased injuries in recent years have a lot to do with the relatively new 10-day IL vehicle that teams use to extend their roster, moving players to and from their AAA teams, and philosophy that it's better to play fully healthy, lesser players than a starter with a minor injury. I mean, maybe that could have something to do with it. I mean, I know that they did introduce the 10-day IL in just recent years, but I felt like there were still injuries before that. Maybe that could play a part in it, or maybe not, but I don't know. I still feel like there were injuries before that. But maybe that could play a part. Who knows? Up next is at Julian Gallardi one and Julian says, I'm feeling much more confident than previous years. I know we've obviously had a few issues, but there's no way to prevent that. Yeah, I agree, Julian. And as I said, there's no way to really prevent all injuries. Just better to take a more realistic standpoint, at least to me, and just say that I hope it improves and that any injury to come around is as minor as possible and doesn't have a huge effect on the success of the team going forward. But yeah, I agree. Up next is Rebecca at Peace Now for Life. And Rebecca says, I am absolutely confident in this team as is. The depth is fantastic. The few injuries do not have me worried at all. The chase for number 28 is on. Yep. I mean, if you've heard what I've been saying throughout this whole segment, and you know I agree, Rebecca. I think what the Yankees have endured so far is not earth-shattering. I do think that Britain is a blow, obviously, but nothing that they can't handle. And, of course, the other guys, again, didn't really see them having that big of a role on the main roster anyway. And plus, as you also said, the depth has you feeling extremely positive this year. I agree, Rebecca. Okay, let's just do one more. I've really tried to fit in as many as I could here. Well, I do every week, but you get it. All right, lastly is at MD Nelly, and they say, not really. The confidence bar is set so low as far as injuries go at this point, and the ability to continuously find a way to overcome them has been proven. It's just part of who they are at this point. The roster is so deep that there is always someone ready to step up. Absolutely, Mike. A lot of what I said already. I totally agree. I even said it before. It's basically just sewn into the fabric of the Yankees at this point, just dealing with injuries. But you just have to hope that they are less frequent and are less severe and stay away from those most important to the team as much as possible. But if it is to strike in a place that hurts, then you got plenty of depth, especially this year. And chances are, and the chances are very good, that there will be someone ready to step up. But that is all for the Twitter replies, guys. I want to thank you so much for replying. If you did, you guys know how much I love and appreciate all of your interactions with the social media segment for the podcast week in and week out. But we still have one more platform to get through before we move on to Yankees news, and that is Instagram. And of course, I gave them the very same question. And just as a reminder, that question is, do the couple of injuries so far have you feeling any less confident in the team's ability to stay healthy this year? And I'll try to read through a few replies here on Instagram. Really want to get to Yankees news because I really didn't realize just how fast time was going. Really shouldn't be a surprise because today is daylight savings. And on this day where you lose an hour, the day just zips by. (laughs) So let me get right to these Instagram replies. First up is at Syesh2914. And they say, I do. I didn't have high hopes for people staying healthy, but somehow it got even lower. (laughs) Okay. Wow. So a little pessimism there. Okay. Listen, everybody's different. Everybody's different, that's fine. Up next is Vamos Yankees, and they say every season it comes down to health, and this season isn't going to be any different. Yeah, I agree, I said that before. That's the story with the Yankees, every year it's just about the health. If they're healthy, you know what they're capable of. But if they're not, even though you have depth and likely have guys to step up, it's likely going to be a much more stressful journey. (laughs) Up next is The Dark Knight 025, my good friend James. And James says, Interesting question. So far, I feel confident, but I need to see this in the regular season. I need everyone fully healthy for now. I'm somewhat optimistic. All right, so I sense some cautious optimism, which is totally fair. I totally understand that. So, cautious optimism out of James. All right, now let's finish up the social media segment as always with the final two. Which, as you know, I always dedicate to my amazing girlfriend and my amazing mom. So first up, we'll read the reply of my girlfriend, Vic, and she says, I'm used to the injuries, so it doesn't affect my faith anymore. Especially because of how far we went and how well we did in the 2019 season with the crazy amount of injuries that we had then. Yep. (laughs) How else do you put it other than that? Yeah, if you remember the 2019 season, that was overwhelming. With injuries, unlike anything I've ever seen, unlike anybody's ever seen. And yet, they still had guys step up, get the job done, push them to the playoffs, and you're absolutely right. But it's come time this year, it's time to take that next step, win the pennant, and win the World Series. But as far as still having faith in the health and the team going forward overall, you're totally correct. And it's been proven that even if they have a crap ton of injuries, they can still get by and experience success. But your point is well taken, Vic, and you're right. And that team is the ultimate representation of the Yankees being able to overcome even the craziest amount of injuries and still winning 103 games. So, you are correct. Okay, let's finish up with my mom, Julia Gina Scudero, and she says, This always makes you say, 'Uh uh-oh, but I truly have confidence that the change in training will help the boys withstand more than they could before. I've noticed Judge doesn't look like the Planet Fitness guy that could bench-press a building anymore. He still looks very strong and very athletic, don't get me wrong, but he looks even more focused, fresh and lighter on his feet than ever before. It's too early to speculate, but if we're going to speculate, I'm gonna do it positively. Let's look at how Boone bounced back from his pretty serious health issue. It's a good sign. Now let's enjoy baseball. Yeah, and we covered Boone's story on last week's episode, that was crazy, and I hadn't known about his heart health before any of that, how he had his open heart surgery in 2009 or anything, I hadn't known anything about that, so yeah, if you want to look to that for inspiration, and I'm sure the boys do, then definitely use that, of course. But yeah, I see what you're saying, you heard about the changes in training routine, especially for guys like Judge and Stanton, which we've discussed, and it's pretty funny how you put it, the Planet Fitness guy that could bench press a building. (laughs) But yeah, as you also said, of course, he still looks very strong and very athletic, but yeah, more focused and fresh and light on his feet. Just looks really determined to just want to play nearly the whole season this year, at least 140 games, or at least that's what I'm hoping for. But I very much like the approach you're taking, Mom, and I like the approach that a lot of you are taking. But regardless of what your approach is, of course, you have every right in the world to it, especially if you're concerned. Even though I am remaining optimistic about it for the most part... I will not go after you if you are just already feeling uneasy about it because with the last few years, the way things have been with injuries, your concerns are valid. But let's just hope for the best and, as my mom says, enjoy baseball. But that is all for the social media interaction segment for this week's episode, guys. Thank you all so, so much. Whether it was on Twitter or Instagram, I don't care. Any and all interaction is appreciated beyond words. I love you guys so, so much and I always love hearing your thoughts. But let's keep the ball rolling and head right on to Yankees news, and as I said earlier in the show, just like old times, all of Yankees news today is about injuries, which it often is during the regular season the last couple of years with the Yankees. I've been doing this show since June of 2019, and that's almost two years, and ever since then, a large portion of Yankees news has been injuries. But, oh, actually, before we get to that, I just noticed the Yankee lineup dropped. I just want to take a look at that really quick. The lineup for today's game against the Blue Jays. Let's see. Okay. We got Talkman leading off, playing center. Voight's batting second, DHing. Bruce is batting third at first. I hope Bruce has himself another nice day. He's really had himself a nice spring and has done very well in solidifying a potential bench spot on the roster. But he's batting third. Clint is cleanup in left field. Dietrich is batting fifth, playing second. I hope he has a better day because he's been slowing down a bit lately. Kyle Higashioka is catching and batting sixth. Tyler Wade, unfortunately, batting seventh at shortstop. Dyro Estrada is playing third, batting eighth. And then Greg Allen is in right field, batting ninth. Alright, so a lot of depth pieces and minor league pieces in the lineup today against the Blue Jays. And Davey Garcia is on the mound. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he does again. But yeah, I just wanted to take a quick glance at that lineup before we get into Yankees news here, but let's get right in and discuss the injuries from this past week that we've spoken so much about at the beginning of the show, and of course, mainly in the social media segment just before. And we'll start at the beginning of the week with the first one that was announced, and definitely the biggest one by far of any of the injuries that we talk about in the next five to ten minutes or so, and that is Zach Britton. And it was reported on Tuesday that he experienced soreness in his elbow after a bullpen session. And at first, it was believed to not be UCL-related. And just to clarify for those who don't know, the UCL is for Tommy John surgery. So anytime you hear someone say that they don't think it's UCL-related, that's a very good thing. (laughs) Very good. But they think there's a chance that this could have happened because apparently, and we didn't really know this before this was announced, But Britain's preparation for spring training was delayed and pretty unordinary. Because the Yankees revealed that he actually came down with a really bad case of COVID back in January. And he even lost a lot of weight. 18 pounds. That's a lot. So I'm glad he's okay with that now. But that did delay him a bit in getting ready. And that could be why. Which really sucks. If that is in fact what led to him getting hurt. It's a very unique case, but obviously there's no way of knowing for sure. But this was reported on Tuesday morning, and he went for an MRI on Monday, and the results came back Tuesday evening for the MRI, and it was reported that he had a bone chip in his elbow, and that he'd be getting surgery to remove it, which, according to Aaron Boone, during one of the Yankee games from this past week, could be tomorrow. And now, although there's no definitive set timetable, Britton is set to miss about... Maybe two and a half or three months or so from when he gets the surgery. Between recovery, having to ramp back up, and the whole deal. Because even him getting ready for spring training was delayed, so even after the surgery, when he gets ready again, he's got to ramp back up, which takes more time and face live hitting, and it's going to be a long process. Probably a bit longer than that of the typical rehab. Because he's going to have to recover from the surgery, and then start from zero when he starts throwing in order to ramp up again. So, I'd say... Maybe Memorial Day for a comeback? Maybe Memorial Day weekend at the earliest? Probably more likely to be sometime in June. And again, the Yankees still have not given a definitive timeline yet, as the surgery hasn't even been performed yet, I don't think. So we'll know more as time goes on, but that seems to be the general consensus for now. But for that window of time, honestly, as I said a lot in the social media interaction segment too, this bullpen can get by. They still have Chapman... They still have Chad Green. They now have Wilson and O'Day as of this past offseason, both of whom I'm still psyched for. I think they could be really good for this Yankee bullpen. I've been saying that since the both of them were signed, and that's just the back end of the bullpen. With the rest of the bullpen, if Herman makes the rotation, then you could have Davey in the pen or vice versa. You know I'd like for Davey to make it into the rotation, but we'll see. Herman is probably going to make it. But the point is, you'll probably have one of those two guys out there as well, depending on who gets that fifth spot in the rotation. You got Luizaga, who you guys know I haven't been big on, but could very well improve with a normal season this year. He's always had good stuff, but he's just yet to figure it out fully. But maybe with a full season, he can get better. I'm willing to give him another chance. Maybe one of the spring training invites who have done very well so far this spring could get a chance for the time being. Like Lucas Litke, maybe? Because he's been fantastic. (laughs) So, what I'm saying is... As much as this sucks that this happened to Britain, and it is quite a blow because, again, of what he does mean to this team, but I think this bullpen will be fine for the time being that Britain will be out. And also, you obviously wish Britain wasn't missing any time at all and that this never happened because there's no doubt that the Yankees, along with all of us Yankee fans, again, have just been through the ringer with these godforsaken injuries in general. But honestly, this is definitely. Amongst the best possible outcomes in this situation when compared to something like Tommy John for instance that would have been brutal so Hopefully his recovery goes well. He gets back as soon as possible But I'm confident that as of now the bullpen will get by and as I said throughout the social media segment too I'm glad if he has to get hurt that he's hurt at this time of the season and not later down the line towards the end or even into the playoffs So I hope Zach's surgery goes well whenever it's performed, likely this week. I know that when he flew back to New York, he had to quarantine for a little while, so that's why the surgery didn't happen immediately. But it's likely going to happen this week. You heard Boone mention it as being Monday, days ago, so that's tomorrow. But whenever it happens, I hope it goes well, and I hope his recovery is as quick as possible, and we can get as good of a Zach Britton back as possible. But in the meantime, I think the bullpen will be just fine. They will endure for the time being. Now on Wednesday, on Wednesday, after all the Zach Britton news, it was reported that Luke Voigt had a little knee soreness and that he was scratched from Tuesday's lineup because of it. But it was said to be no big deal at all, really, and that scratching him from the lineup was just extra precaution because, you know, it's spring training. So unless it's something legitimately serious, this honestly isn't worrisome to me whatsoever. You're talking about a guy who could barely walk at times last season due to his quote-unquote footstuff, as we put it. Yet, he was still out there every day as one of the main forces carrying the team and leading the league in home runs while doing it. Luke Voigt has established himself as a freaking bull. So, I'm really not worried at all, as of right now, personally. But, we'll see if this gets any worse over time. Let's hope it doesn't. But... He was back in the lineup on Thursday. He's played more since then, and he's in the lineup again today, so I really don't think this is anything to stress about as of now. So let's just hope it doesn't get any worse. Even if it does, though, Luke will probably just play through it, let's be honest. (laughs) But in all seriousness, we'll see if anything comes of that. That's the one that in the intro to the show I basically just said doesn't even really count to me because I'm not even a little bit worried about it. But also on Wednesday, in Wednesday night's game, Robinson Chirinos who, as we know, the Yanks brought in on a minor league deal this past offseason basically as a third string catcher, but also competing with Higgy at least somewhat for a roster spot, I guess. But if we're going to be honest, he probably wasn't going to make it onto the final 26-man opening day roster anyway, but he was hit by a pitch, a fastball, at about 97 miles an hour, right to the wrist. Yeah, ow, I know. (laughs) He was in serious pain, and understandably so. And then on Thursday, it was revealed that he has a fractured wrist. Now, as I said earlier, injuries suck in general, obviously, but when they happen as a result of an outside factor like getting hit by a pitch like this, it's even more frustrating. So as of now, he's going to be missing quite some time. But again, although you hate to see people get hurt in general, and I obviously hope Chirinos gets well as soon as possible, he most likely wasn't going to be on the main squad anyway. At least, unless injuries happened, of course. But because he probably wasn't making the team anyway, when it comes down to looking at this from a team perspective, you're not sweating this injury that much. Again, not downplaying the injury whatsoever, I hate when guys get hurt, and I never want to see it, but I'm just speaking from the perspective of the Yankees and the success of this team going forward, and how big of a role that Chirinos would've or wouldn't have had with the team, had he been able to finish off spring training. But from the beginning, it was probably going to be Gary and Higgy for catchers. Nonetheless, this injury obviously takes him out of any sort of running for the roster. Now, as far as who could replace him, basically, as a third-string catcher for the time being... I gotta say, I really like what we've seen from Rob Brantley a lot this spring. This guy's had a good spring, and he's been in the league since 2012, and he's been with multiple teams. The Marlins, the White Sox, Phillies, the Giants most recently, and now the Yanks. And he really hasn't had much of a major league career to talk about, but who knows? It might be a good thing to give him a shot as a third-string catcher for the time being, just for when you may need him. And by the way, he's also a left-handed hitter, so who knows? He could very well get a shot at being a third string with the spring he's had. He's only had a few at-bats, but he's had two home runs in those few at-bats, so we'll see what they decide with him. But in the meantime, best of luck to Chirinos in his recovery from his injury. A fractured wrist, again, really sucks. He's obviously been seeing specialists, but there's no definitive timeline on his return yet either, so best of luck to Chirinos. And speaking of pain in the hand or wrist... More news actually just came about just this morning, and I haven't told you the name of the guy yet. Of course, by now you probably already know it, but this only just came out some time ago for me. And the name of this next injury victim is Miguel Duhar, who is now feeling hand and wrist pain. And this apparently goes back a few days from what I'm reading here, and it's just being mentioned now. I guess that explains why we haven't seen him play at all in the last few days, but... Again, as I've been saying before, as far as how important these injuries are to the team, like Chirinos, Andujar probably wasn't making the final roster come the regular season anyway, but just upon reflecting on his career with the Yankees that Andujar has just really struggled to find a place with since he got injured in 2019 and missed basically the whole season with the exception of the first couple of weeks, mainly because, to put it bluntly, he's a complete liability defensively, I feel for the guy. I mean, we all remember, despite the errors at third base, how great he was to watch in 2018. The guy can hit. And he still can hit. But like he took Drury's job that year, Gio took his the next year in 2019 when he got hurt. And obviously, Gio has just proven to be a much better all-around player. Defensively especially, but even offensively. Now, when it comes to last year in 2020, last year obviously was what it was too. (laughs) And all throughout that, Gio still just more than deserved the job at third base. And now this year, in what was really a crucial spring training push for a potential spot for Duhar, now this happens, with hand and wrist pain. And alternatively, even if you were thinking, hmm, maybe they can trade him, well, with what value? His value is as low as it can be, pretty much, short of him completely losing the ability of being able to even hit a baseball. So... Again, although he likely wasn't going to get a spot anyway on the roster, I do feel for Andujar, and if this ends up being a long-term thing with his hand and wrist, he's seeing a specialist about it at the beginning of the week, but especially if this ends up being long-term, it's tough to imagine what happens to him going forward, other than just sticking him in the alternate side again, just staying in the minors, because his career potential has seriously taken a hit. And if some legitimate, serious turnaround doesn't happen at some point soon, which at this point, it's just hard to imagine because after years, the guy is just horrible still at fielding. And this is coming from a guy who's stuck his neck out for another young guy like Glaber and really has a tough time giving up on young talent and their ability to potentially improve. Then I don't know what's going to be of his, not only his Yankee career, but his career in general. So, a really tough break for Andujar. I hope for his sake that it's something minor, but whatever it is, I'm sure we're going to be getting more details on it in the coming days. I hope all with him goes well. So, that's your Yankees news, basically just your injury news, from this past week. Again, the major one really being Zach Britton. You hope his recovery from surgery and his rehab goes as well as it possibly can. And although the other injuries so far, really, I don't see having big effects on the team going forward, obviously you still hate seeing guys get hurt at all, and you hope that they also find their way back to health. All right. (laughs) I'm like Mr. Miyagi at the end of the first Karate Kid movie when Daniel's injured and he goes, oi, close eye. (laughs) <laughs> All right, but anyway, let's get to recapping this past week's action and discuss some major takeaways from this past week's Yankee games. Some notable things to bring up, we'll start from last week when we last spoke, obviously, last Sunday. And when I left you last Sunday, I think only about an inning of that game had been played at the time. It was before Gardner's Grand Slam. That had happened when I already stopped recording, but as far as the rest of that game, Montgomery started that game, as you probably remember. He ended up pitching three scoreless innings. Then after that would be Gardner's bomb right down the right field line for a Grand Slam. And the boys would win that one 4 to nothing against the Phillies. And that was a nine-inning game again. And it seems like all the spring games are nine innings again. So that was a nine-inning game yet again on Sunday. Monday was an off day. And Tuesday, <laughs> that was a pretty crazy day. You had the Zach Britton announcement in the morning. And then as far as the game, quite a bit of action. Davey Garcia started that game. He pitched three very nice shutout innings, striking out five. And he also had two double plays after allowing his two base runners. He struck out the side in the third, so very nicely done by Davey. Then Luis Sessa came in out of the pen and gave up a three-run shot and just reminded me that although he's maybe had a couple of decent spans of time here, still wondering when the Sessa experiment comes to an end at times, but whatever. And again, I know it's spring training, but this guy's been around for years now and has just had so many streaks of being just bad, to be honest. He's had his good moments, but so much of the time... Just so many streaks of being just straight-up bad. Like, in yesterday's game, he was fine when he pitched the ninth inning, which we'll get to later, but I just feel like he does badly so much of the time, and it's just gotten to a point where the sight of him even giving up a run is just aggravating. But anyway, as far as the offense that day on Tuesday, Jay Bruce hit his second home run in the spring, an opposite field shot, still having himself a very nice spring, really battling for that roster spot that we've been talking about. Gary Sanchez hit yet another ball that I think landed on Jupiter. Seriously. That was his third nuke of the spring as he just continued to kill it. And I'm telling you, it would be amazing if he keeps that up. I'm just really hoping that this is just the beginning of the results of all that hard work he put in throughout the offseason that I've spoken so much about for a long time now. But that was a game-tying shot. Uh, Hicks also drove in a run on a ground out, that drove Talkman home, that made it 4-3 to at the time. Oh, also, quick little side note, I didn't mention this before when I was giving out today's lineup, but Greg Allen came in later in the game, and if you recall, you might be saying, hang on a second Mike, you said he was DFA'd, well, he was. But he did end up clearing waivers and was outrighted to AAA, so he is back with the team. Just thought I'd mention that, so he's around for spring training. I forgot to mention that before when I was reading out today's lineup. But in any event, the Yanks would score another to make it 5-3 to three later on, and then the Tigers took a 6-5 to five lead in the 8th, and they would go on to win by that score against the Yanks. And Clint Frazier, another side note, also ran really hard into the wall chasing a home run ball, but... He stayed in the game and was okay afterwards, so thanks sweet Jesus for that. Said he felt fine afterwards and the whole deal, so you better believe that I did the sign of the cross and thank God for that. So yeah, Tuesday was a bit wild. (laughs) Wednesday, this game was a televised night game at George M. Steinbrenner Field, and This was only, like, the second or third spring training game that I had been able to watch this spring at that point, because, obviously, so many spring training games are during the day, and I work throughout the middle of the day, Monday through Friday, so you best believe that this was awesome to finally be able to watch on Wednesday night for me. And it was a fun game. Guardi had a sack fly, also had a base hit in his next at-bat, and then a double in the one after that. He's been just having himself a solid spring. Really, really good stuff. Love seeing that out of Brett. And then after him, Stanton and Glaber went back to back, each hitting their home runs to Mars. Just absolute bombs. All of these guys just hitting their home runs to other planets. (laughs) Herman started the game and, again, did a fantastic job. He's looked really good in his first two spring starts. On Wednesday, he pitched three shutout innings, three strikeouts. Pitches were great and the whole nine. Looked really solid. Some of the big guns in the bullpen also pitched for the first time this spring on Wednesday night. Chapman pitched in the fourth and looked amazing, 1-2-3 inning. O'Day pitched the fifth and he looked amazing, 1-2-3 inning. Justin Wilson pitched the sixth and he did struggle. He gave up a solo shot and then a grand slam. (laughs) He was only throwing his fastball, really, and literally none of his other pitches, like his slider or anything, but it's whatever. Maybe he was still just getting into the groove, and it was the first outing of the spring for him. Maybe he wanted to work specifically on fastball command, and you also have to remember he got to camp later than basically everyone else, since his contract became official late, and he basically reported after everyone. So, and it's spring training, who cares? But he even looked better in yesterday's outing, so it's whatever. I'm not making excuses for him, but Wilson is still a solid arm out of the pen. I'm not worried about him, but... As we'll also talk about later, he did bounce back in his outing yesterday, but we'll also see what he's like in his next outings before the season starts. But regardless, again, despite Wilson's outing on Wednesday, I'm telling you, I am still really, really happy that O'Day and Wilson were signed. I've been happy about them from the start, as you loyal listeners know, and I'm still confident in the back end of that pen with them alongside Green and Chapman, despite the loss of Britain for the first couple of months or so. And I'm also confident that someone else will step up too, as I said earlier, so I'm still very excited for that. My optimism has not really been damaged by that. Speaking of Green, though, even he pitched that night. All four, Wilson, O'Day, Green, and Chapman pitched. Green pitched the seventh, though. He struck out the side. Perfect inning, so three out of the four bullpen guys, really good. Then Michael King came in and pitched a scoreless eighth and ninth, and the Yanks would take a 6-5 to five lead in the eighth, And win by that score against the Pirates. On Thursday, my boy Garrett Cole got the start. He went three innings, only allowing a run, but his stuff looked really good. Five strikeouts, blowing guys away with the fastball, making great use of his changeup. He's been working on that pitch quite a bit, I've noticed. Breaking stuff looked solid, so I liked what I saw. I mean, how could you not? It's Garrett Cole. (laughs) But anywho... Lawizaga came in after him, and he pitched three scoreless innings. He looked great. Shasin pitched two scoreless innings. Litke finished the game, pitching a scoreless ninth, and again, he looked fantastic. I'm telling you, keep your eye on this guy. Offensively, Aaron Hicks led off the game with a solo shot. Also had an RBI double later in the game, so he had himself a nice afternoon as his great spring continued. Voigt had an RBI single and then stupidly tried to tag up from second later in the inning when this was his first game back in the lineup for a couple of days because of his knee being a bit sore, so not really ideal, but (laughs) after all that, the Yanks added on three more runs later in the game, and they would win 6-1 against the Phillies. On Friday, the Yanks won again, 4-2, third win in a row. Tyone pitched again, and although he wasn't nearly as sharp with his pitch location this time around... He still powered through and got the job done. He pitched two and two-thirds shutout innings, striking out four. He also walked three guys, part of his pitching location being off, but as I said, he stuck to his plan, he had a good approach, and he powered through, still didn't allow any runs, and that's what I like to see. And I'm really happy with what he's done this spring, I really am. I'm still counting on him to have a very nice season, as you all know. And you all know how much I like that trade for him, so he's done really, really well. We'll see how he does for the rest of the spring, but I'm really proud of Tyon so far. I've liked what I've seen. Addison Russ came in to pitch after that and got the final out of the third. And also, actually, speaking of Addison Russ, he, along with 22 others, have been cut from the roster to trim it down to 51 guys. And now, obviously, the closer the season gets, the more teams trim their spring rosters down so they can prepare for their final opening day roster for the regular season. And also have the big boys transition into playing more frequently and for longer into the games, as the regular season gets closer. Nothing out of the ordinary, and it looks like that process has officially begun for the Yanks. And the others sent down, I'll just read them off quickly, were Estevan Florial to AAA, Luis Gil to AA, Oswald Peraza and Alexander Vizcaino were sent down to high A ball, Yoendris Gomez was sent to low A, and the rest of these names are headed to minor league camp. Armando Alvarez, Trey Ambergie, Michael Beltre, Josh Bro, Kellen Deglin, Ezekiel Duran, Chris Giddens, who had a great spring, Trevor Lane, Max McDowell, Thomas Malone, Glenn Otto, Hoy Park, Anthony Siegler, Reggie McLean, Austin Wells, the Yanks' latest top draft pick. He's probably still about a year off from being ready, so this is not a surprise. But if the Yankees are in desperate need of catching depth, if injuries are to strike, then who knows, but I wouldn't expect it. And lastly, kind of surprising, but it's very likely we'll see him right when the Yanks need help with pitching and need to call on someone from the minors, but Adam Warren. But again, I'm sure we'll see him at some point, and he's had himself a very nice spring too. But lots of trimming of the roster, and we've seen some of these guys still appearing in games since the trimming of this roster was announced. They'll still be around in the spring roster for now, still coming in and playing, but that was just the roster trimming for now just so we know who still has a chance to make the final opening day roster and who doesn't as of this moment. So, lots of trimming of that roster, but we'll be seeing more as time goes along until the official roster for the start of the season is finalized. Just thought I'd mention that since I just mentioned Russ pitching, and he was one of the names involved in the trimming of the roster. He's headed to minor league camp too, by the way. But he got that one out, Nick Goody pitched a scoreless fourth, Albert Abreu, who's had just a brutal spring so far, pitched the fifth, allowing two hits and another run, Kyle Bearclaw pitched a scoreless sixth, Nestor Cortez Jr. pitched a scoreless seventh, striking out two, Tyler Lyons finally pitched a scoreless inning <laughs> in the eighth, and Brooks Krisky allowed a run in the ninth but finished things off. On offense, someone alert the media to start off because not only did he actually not strike out, but Tyler Wade actually did something! Holy crap! He hit a sack fly! <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes. If you only knew how over him I am. Uh, Then Gardy, who's just crushing it this spring, on the other hand, picking up right where he left off in the playoffs, I see. Got an RBI single. Rob Brantley, who could very well be the third string catcher at this point with Chirinos going down with his fractured wrist. I spoke about that a bit before, too. But he hit a two-run bomb. He's put together some really nice swings himself this spring. And the Yanks would win 4-2. Yesterday, the man whose fan club I'm heading up got the start, Corey Kluber, started the game. And you guys know, I'm rooting so hard for him this year. It is crazy. Remember, I'm the head of the fan club. You gotta go through me if you want an invitation. But anyway, Kluber did a solid job. He pitched four innings, only allowing two runs on a solo shot and an RBI groundout. And that run on the RBI groundout only scored because the runner on base advanced to third on a wild pitch, and then on the groundout came home to score. And that runner actually also remained on base prior to the wild pitch even, only because Kluber bobbled a comebacker that probably would have been a double play, so not really a run that was 100% earned, I guess. (laughs) But in any event, it was a fine start. He struck out two, I loved how his stuff moved, his slider looked great. His fastball had very nice running movement. Off speed stuff moved a lot and got guys out in front, so I really liked what I saw. Between this and the two perfect innings he threw in his first spring training start the last time he pitched, I gotta say, I really like what we've seen out of my boy this spring so far. Feeling well and doing well. After Corey, Chapman came in and pitched a perfect fifth and. To say the least, and if you don't want to take my word for it, then take Boone's word for it when he said it as he was on mic during the fifth inning, Chap was just disgusting. Absolutely gross. That split finger is just unfair. And I gotta tell you, when Boone was on mic, and Chapman got that strikeout on that absolute cheat code of a splitter, and Boone said, oh, that's just gross, (laughs) I hollered laughing at that. It's just so great. Can you tell him happy baseball's back? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Darren O'Day pitched the sixth inning. He gave up a solo shot to lead off the inning, but then just struck out the side right after that. (laughs) I love that. Justin Wilson pitched the seventh, and as I said earlier, he was looking to have a better inning than his prior outing, and he did. He pitched a scoreless inning. Chad Green came in to pitch the eighth. He gave up a two-run shot, and he was working on his curveball quite a bit. Big hooking curve. I liked it. But other than that two-run shot, he didn't allow any more runs, and then Sessa would finish it off with a scoreless ninth inning. Offensively, Hicks hit an RBI double for the first run of the game. He's had just a great spring. I've been saying it over and over again, but I just want to keep repeating that. Between, as per usual, working his walks, and just constantly coming through with big hits too. Just Hicks has had himself a really, really good spring. It's worth repeating. But you know who else has had a really killer spring to absolutely no one's surprise? DJ LeMahieu, because he hit a three-run homer after also getting a hit in his first at-bat in the first. He just keeps hitting like the machine he is. And then three more runs were added on towards the end of the game, and the Yanks would beat the Pirates 7-5. to And as far as today, well, that's actually about to start, so after I finish this in the next few minutes, I'm going to go listen to that on the radio, since it's not on television for either team today but Yankees radio on WFAN, thankfully. Which means I don't have to listen to any other broadcast from an opposing team at the risk of hearing their broadcasting team sounding like they're commentating a snail race. But again, playing the Blue Jays today, Davey gets the start, and I already gave the lineup earlier. Going forward for this week until I talk to you again next Sunday, the Yanks face the Phillies tomorrow at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. Herman is set to start that game. That'll be his third start of the spring. Tuesday, they face the Tigers at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. Wednesday is the Blue Jays again at 1.07 p.m. Eastern. Thursday's an off day. Friday's against the Phillies, a night game, 6.35 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, the Orioles at 6.05 p.m. Eastern, another night game. And next Sunday will be the Jays again, just like today, at 1.07 p.m. Eastern. Also, really quick before I wrap up, guys, and I actually made a video on Twitter about this on Friday, this past Friday, and I am going to be giving more reminders on all of my social medias throughout this week about this. But remember, like, two or three weeks ago, maybe, I kept mentioning something about having a big announcement for you, having to do with this show, but I kept telling you to hang tight because the announcement wasn't 100% official yet? Well, now it is. And I'm finally going to tell you what it is, And I'm going to be announcing it on a Twitter live this coming Friday, March 19th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. So if you don't already, go follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Mike Scudero. Clear your calendars this Friday, March 19th, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Big announcement having to do with this show. I'll give the announcement and then we'll hang and chat for a bit. Have some fun. So once more... This Friday, the 19th, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. It's during a Yankee Spring Training game, but it's honestly the only time I can do. <laughs> so, just drop in for a bit if you want, or you can watch it afterwards, because after I'm not live anymore, the video of the live will stay on my Twitter page. But you're obviously free to do as you wish. I mean, hell, I'll probably have the game on next to me as I do the live. And you could do the same, but regardless, I'm psyched to tell you guys what I have to say with this announcement. Friday the 19th, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Twitter Live, guys. Be there. But as for now, guys, that is all for episode 87 of Yapping Yankees today. Let's give one last shout-out to Grunt Talks MLB, Reckless Airwaves, and Ball 9. Ball 9 brings you some of the best baseball content out there. Baseball stories old and new, articles, roundtable discussions, suggested baseball podcasts like Yapping Yankees, and more. Visit Ball9's website, Ball9.com, and follow them on all social medias at Ball9. And know what you don't know. Next, we have Reckless Airwaves Radio. Get your latest uncensored, unlimited dish on everything sports. Interviews, featured podcasts, including Yapping Yankees, and much more. Anything goes on Reckless Airwaves Radio. Give them a follow across all social medias at Reckless Airwave, and check out their website, recklessairwaves.com. And our final shout-out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their baseball content, and of course, where they feature yapping Yankees. Also be sure to follow the mastermind behind that website. His name is Darren, and you can find him on Twitter at YankeeReport28, and follow them on all social medias at grunttalksmlb. Special thanks to all of our friends at Grunt Talks MLB, Reckless Airwaves, and Ball Nine for always helping to spread the word about Yapping Yankees. And obviously, guys, do not forget to follow me on all social media so you can keep up on the latest having to do with me personally, along with the Yankees, and Yapping Yankees announcements, content, and Twitter and Instagram social media segments every Saturday. Follow my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero and why. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Instagram at Mike scuds 97. And I would also really appreciate it, guys, if you just took the time to hit that subscribe button on the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel. We are just a few subscribers from 300, so do me a solid and smash that subscribe button. And also subscribe and always listen to Yapping Yankees on SoundCloud Apple Podcasts, and Spotify as well. And while you're at it, listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes that you've missed. Episodes 34 up to episode 87 today are available on YouTube, and all Yapping Yankees episodes, including today's, are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Once again, thank you 3,000 for listening to me yap today. I am Mike Scudero, and I will talk to you next Sunday March 21st, when I come at you with episode 88 of Yapping Yankees. Until then, guys, hang in there. Be patient. Please stay safe. Look out for your loved ones. Do not forget about the Twitter Live this Friday, March 19th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern for my big announcement. And in the meantime, of course, until I talk to you next Sunday, obviously, keep on enjoying spring training baseball, as I definitely will. Enjoy your week, my friends. Take care.